Welcome back to Wavelengths, an impromptu, I think, unnecessary podcast. But, you know, content isn't going to make itself. Russell Westbrook, always in the news. I don't know why. I I thought they shipped him off to Washington so he could just, like, get triple doubles and that's it. But, you know, we got to talk about it. So, X, you know a lot about this. Go ahead. Of course, yeah. Let me Let me start with... I like Westbrook as far as I like the energy he plays with. I like the fact that he's always trying. And I also hate the fact that he's always trying. And I also hate the energy he plays with. Like he's one of those guys where like 85% of what he does is awesome. And then the 15% of his horribleness just really outweighs the rest. It's just so infuriating to watch sometimes. He's one of those guys that like, I'm so glad I don't have to root for. Like I have to root for Kemba Walker on a nightly basis. That's not fun. But Russell Westbrook is a guy that does so much right on a basketball court. He's so infectious. It seems like everyone really likes him. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of people that don't like Russell Westbrook, the person. There's just a lot of people that don't like Russell Westbrook, the basketball player. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. I just want to get through this usage right stuff because I think this is so important when understanding Westbrook, the basketball player. He's second in NBA history in usage rate, which means he has the ball in his hands more than almost everyone in NBA history not named Michael Jordan. Third on the triple-double list is Magic Johnson. You know, he's a higher usage rate than Magic Johnson career all-time. Luis Scola, that's who has a higher usage rate than Magic Johnson all-time. You know who else does? Mo Williams. And Magic Johnson was third on that list. Magic Johnson didn't need the ball to be an effective basketball player. Did a great job creating for others in the flow of an offense. Didn't necessarily need to score either. One of the all-time greats. I think everyone will have him in the top 10 as far as best NBA players ever. And he's really low on that list. You know, another guy low on that list is Larry Bird, who is in the top eight for triple doubles all-time as well. Triple doubles weren't really a thing until Magic Johnson started doing them when Lakers PR kind of got a hold of it because, you know, L.A., Showtime, all that fun stuff. They make a big deal about everything. So when Magic started doing it, it started to become cool. And then everyone wanted to do it. I know in the 90s, Grant Hill had some great games where he had it. I know Rondo, growing up as a Celtics fan, he had a few triple-double games. They were really cool. And then Westbrook started doing it, and it became uncool. It became uncool not because of Russell Westbrook, because he had the ball in his hands way more than anyone else in the league. And that's why it became uncool. He has two of the top five highest usage rate seasons in the history of the NBA. That means he had the ball in his hands two out of the top five most times in a season more than anyone else in the entire league's history. So, of course, it allows for him to do things like get triple-doubles. And let's be honest, they're really not that important. Does anyone really care about triple-doubles? Not really. I mean, maybe it's cool that you get an Instagram post about you on the NBA page. It's like, oh, Xavier Aguiar just got a triple-double. That's pretty cool. I can post that on my story tonight. The NBA announcers are going to talk about that for a few weeks. X got the triple-double last night, you know, all that stuff. But it just really doesn't mean that much. And I understand I know Wayne said, like, I, I think it's like three out of four games. He gets a triple-double. He wins. But the issue, the, the glaring issue is he's always trying to get the triple-double. He, he's always trying to. Even on nights where he doesn't, he's off by, like, one or two. So that doesn't really matter for me. That's not like a causation thing. That just happens to be the games sometimes he wins. He also loses a lot. He doesn't have a great record getting triple-doubles against actual winning teams. He doesn't have a great record in his career as being the main focus on a team. It's just because he's a great player. He's really fun. But I think we think of something he's not. He's just not a top 10 player. He's not a top 15 player. He's a top 10 player to watch probably because he's such a train wreck for sometimes that he's so fun the other times. You know, he's one of those guys. But that's my Westbrook debate, and it goes way deeper, but we'll get into it as we go. That's just the appetizer of all this. So, all right, so it's it's my turn now. So people – just keep glamoring over Westbrook triple doubles, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's so, he's so amazing. Just like X brought up usage rate. All right. Russell Westbrook for, for his career, his usage rate is 34.6. If I'm correct. Right. If you look at it, one of the best facilitators, the best floor generals of all time. And a guy like Chris Paul, his career uh, usage percentage is 23.4. Like, like that. I just don't, Russ, he always has the ball in his hands. And if you just look at, at, his, at his numbers since, you know, I guess he started this whole triple-double thing back in 2016-17, he's pretty much shooting below average in all the shooting categories, field goal percentage, free throws, and threes. He's just not an f- efficient player. And 
you, you see a lot of these players nowadays are just getting triple doubles left and right. Like Draymond, he's gotten a, you know a couple over the last couple of years. Luka Doncic, you know he he had a couple last year. Um, Nikola Jokic, like it's it's nothing new. Like it's it's nothing fascinating anymore. And as you see, triple doubles don't always translate to wins. I mean, he broke the all time record, but yet still, you look. The Wizards are what the tenth seed in the East, and people have claimed that the East isn't all that that good. So it's just like, it's just not not impressive, and they don't always translate to wins. I don't care what anybody says. It's, it's he's just not an efficient player, and that's that's why I'm I'm not his biggest fan. Wayne, you've been uncharacteristically quiet. Um, this must really weigh on you a lot. Let me ask y'all some. If I was to tell y'all that I was in a relationship and I did all the work, the girl didn't have no job. She didn't have a car. She stayed with me. She really didn't have a lot going for her. You know what I mean? I initiated all the, the extracurricular activities, if you will. All, all the work, you know what I'm saying? I pretty much carried the relationship. And so when you put all that out there, eventually you're going to end up leave eventually you're gonna get tired that, that that's not a good relationship a good relationship is about 50 50 sometimes 60 40 give or take you know what i mean so if you putting in 90 10 all the time that's not a good relationship so as a result that's not something that's going to be sustainable now when that relationship is bad that doesn't mean that person was bad it doesn't mean he was in a bad situation now, I hear y'all about the stats, and y'all got the stats, and they accurate and everything and all that. But I look at Westbrook, and I got I got the phrase, and Russ, I trust. All right. But having said that, Russ is a great player. But then I'm looking at the teams because I'm not looking at Russ. I'm looking at the triple-double stat. And it's like y'all been saying, if you got somebody that's getting all the rebounds, all the points, and all the assists, excuse me, what is everybody at? Well, Bradley Bill's scoring, so I got that. But what is it makes me look at what everybody else is doing. I can't look. So if, if my team is not re rebounding how we're supposed to, Russ is six in rebounding and first in assists. A point guard who is six three. So I'm looking at that. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. What is the rest of the team doing? And me, and because I, I don't look, I don't play basketball. I don't play with some good teams, and I don't play some teams that didn't have, didn't need to be nowhere near a basketball. All right. So, and as a result, you end up doing more. You end up. So Russ has to do more on these bad teams. We was talking about the Wizards. The Wizards was, I mean, the Wizards. I mean, they're cool. They fun to watch, but they really wasn't doing nothing for real. And. Go last year with the Rockets, who y'all know I was hot on the Rockets last year. I was hot on the Rockets last year. And I thought they was going to win the championship. I did. I thought Russ was going to put them over that hill. I picked them because of Russ. And they got beat by, you know, the champs. So, you know, it is what it is. So I've seen them on bad teams, and I've seen them on good teams. And I see what he's doing now. I'm not a Westbrook. I'm not a triple-double guy. But he's winning now, so I can't penalize him for it. And then I hear y'all with the usage rate. I don't like nobody having the ball all the time. I don't care if we were talking about Jordan or Larry, Magic, Brown. It's just not good for somebody to be have the ball all the time, regardless of who we're talking about, because it speaks to your team. And so when I see what Russ and his usage rate, well, yeah, he's going to have the usage. I'm kind of on the opposite side of X with that, like – because the kind of the more he has the ball, he can get the triple double. But I'm looking at well, yeah, because he's rebounding, he's got the ball because he is the point guard, which he shouldn't be, and and people are passing him the ball. So between you getting all the rebounds, you doing point guard duties, and people passing you the ball, by definition, yo, usage rate is gonna be sky high as it is because you're doing so much. Really, I'm looking at I I look at the teams more than I do Russ. And I know Russ ain't the most efficient guy. I get it. He don't shoot how I wish he did. He don't need to be Dame, Steph, you know, some great shooter. He don't got to be top, you know, Joe Harris with the sh shot. But, you know, I mean, if he could give me something, but if the other team, if everybody else ain't really doing nothing, and if I most of these teams, who do I trust? A recent memory, who do I trust between Victor and Russ? I trust Russ between... James Harden and Russ. Well, I mean, well, I like I wanted 
I really wanted James Harden to be the facility because I think he's a better point guard. So I wanted, that's why I thought that because I thought Russ was going to get put off the ball, which is where he needs to be. Because we're talking about a point guard. James is a better point guard than Russ. That's why I like that so much. And I've seen James Harden take his foot off the gas in the playoffs. And Russ, you know, all he knows is go. So I'm like, shoot, this will this will work. That should work in theory. And that's why I think James Harden is doing good in Brooklyn because he can kind of do the point guard, which is really what he wants to do. And he got some nice people to pass the ball too. But anyway, with Russ, more often than not on them teams, I trust more Russ more than anybody else. So yeah, I want you want the ball in your best player. If he's not efficient, then I'm just gonna kind of live with it. They had, I remember when I was little, and I used to hang up in barbershops a lot. They it's two people I would hear them jump on a lot more often than not and that was Iverson and then for for whatever reason I, I never understand it to this day but people love to talk about Clifford Robinson now I don't know why I, I don't know why Clifford Robinson was such a talking, talking point and he was cool I feel like he played 50 damn years in the league but Clifford Robinson and Iverson was the the main thing okay and what they said with Iverson yeah he's cool but the team is trash the team is trash. So everybody liked Iverson, but they didn't really put no faith in him because, you know what I mean? The Sixers ain't got, they ain't got nothing. They had Dikembe Mutombo, who was like 51 years old, and Iggy was like later, and Chris Webber, you know, he was, you know, on his end and he was hurt. So my thing with Russ, yeah. I'm looking at, I mean, what, we looking at Russ, but I feel like we should be looking at the teams. Wait. And then been in the West. And look what the West has been with the Dynasty Spurs. You know, the Lakers last year, they still pretty good now. And uh, I forgot the other one. So, yeah, I just think Russ is a victim of circumstances, and he's got – I think he's taking a bad rap. I'm, I'm just so glad you brought this up because that is a narrative that, that goes on. And here's my pushback, my incredible pushback on this. So, here are players that were considered trash on the 2016 Thunder, okay? All these players were considered not very good because I went back, I read the articles, I read the forums, I did my homework on this. Here are the players. Victor yep. Oladipo, Stephen Adams, Pam Payne, DeMontis Sabonis, Doug McDermott, and Jeremy Grant. After they played with Rust, Victor Oladipo made an all-star appearance. Stephen Adams got better statistically. Campaign in the running for sixth man of the year. DeMontis Sabonis, an all-star. Doug McDermott in the running for sixth man of the year. Jeremy Grant, almost an all-star, way better than he was playing with Russ. And that is just a few years after that 2016 Thunder team. It wasn't that they weren't good. They didn't have the opportunity to grow because Russ ball stops. That's the issue with this usage rate stuff. It's not because he needs the ball. It's the only way he can play. Like, that's literally the only way he can play basketball. So it's at the detriment of everyone else. So, yes, I understand that you trust Russ more than these people, and that is totally okay. But you don't trust them at all because he doesn't let you trust them at all. They're not able to grow within themselves. Look at what Chris Paul has done with Phoenix this year, right? Totally different point guard, totally different situation. But just look at what Chris Paul has done. Mikhail Bridges is probably one of the most underrated players in the league right now, just the way he's been able to facilitate, play defense, kind of be that swing 3 and D guy. He, he's been fantastic all year long. When he's in, DeAndre Ayton looks like an actual all-star, which I never thought I'd see because Ayton's still really raw, way rawer than I thought he was coming out of Arizona. And he's just played so much better with CP3. That whole pick and roll thing's really worked for them. You look at guys like that who actually make everyone better, and that leads to winning. I know we talked about this the other day in the Discord. There's like eight guys in the league that dramatically affect your team's record, right? Russ isn't even close to that list. Because if you think about it, Russ will always probably have a winning record, or at least close to it, with his team. That's just how it is. Because he puts up a lot of stats, and on a, any given night, you can probably beat anyone, right? There, I don't think anyone's debating that here. That on a given night, he can single-handedly beat the Hornets or lose to the Hornets, just based off his performance alone. The issue right, with right. that is, that does not work in the postseason. That does not work in a series. We've seen that time and time again. That just doesn't work. He's made one finals appearance. It was when he was young. He wasn't really the Westbrook he had right now. I looked it up. His usage rate, I think, was like 24 when that happened, mm -hmm. when he was with Harden and Durant. I watched those games a little bit to prepare for this. The difference was, I don't know if you guys remember this, the late game offense actually ran through Harden a lot, which is yes. really weird. I, I didn't remember game. that. I was too young to really pay attention to that, but it ran through Harden a lot, and then they just had KD ISO. Westbrook really didn't touch the ball a lot in those late games. And I will say, 
believe that was the 2012 finals. That is one of the most uh, underrated finals of all time. Those games were really close. I, I think the Thunder deserve more credit there for actually playing a tough series. That really could have went either way. But my point is, he affects winning in the regular season to an extent, but playoff winning is, is just not there. He, he's just not built for a series. He's not built for the postseason. And look, like I said again, he's really fun. And I understand that his stats make you trust him more than other people. I trust Russ more than, like, I don't know, TJ McConnell, right? Not even close. But what I don't trust Russ in is a playoff series, and I don't trust Russ when it actually matters. Because his stats this year in crunch time are actually, like, really impressive. But historically, they're really not. And that's the other issue, that in in crunch time, he's either going to make an incredible play, like he's going to come across the floor, block someone, and make the game-stealing block, or he's going to throw the ball to the third deck and make a turnover that loses the team the game. That's just the Russell Westbrook story. That's kind of what you get with him. It's just too 50-50 for me to really care and really be like, wow, this guy is incredible. We really need to cherish this guy. I think we should cherish his funness. It's not a word, but I'm going to make it one. It is yeah, just a, <laughs> ability to have fun on the court. I think that's really important. In an era where no one seems to care, he cares, and I think that's awesome. It just seems like so many of these guys never do shit, but Russ really does. And, you know, that's really great. And that I will give him the utmost credit for that he actually cares about basketball. And no matter what anyone says about him, he will always care about winning. All right. I got X. I got a, I got actually I got two questions for you. I got two of course, questions. Of course. Number one, how do you feel about uh, Damian Lillard in Portland? As far as what? As like far as far making taking Portland to a championship. No chance. No All right. chance. Cool. All right. Cool. And I, and I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, if Russ was 6'6", six, six, let's say he was 6'6 six, six and a small forward, mm-hmm. how would you feel about Russ? It depends on how much he touches the ball, and it depends on his defensive rotations that he's in completely inept at half the time, which I don't think gets talked about enough. He's like the worst off-ball defender in the league, and it's insane how bad he is. Because he just he I love him for this and I hate him for this way more because he tries to to double a lot and tries to get a lot of steals and I respect that. He's trying to make a play. But the issue is he leaves this guy open half the time and he gets burnt on back doors and leaves guys for wide open threes a lot. So presumably if he was bigger, it'd be more of a force on defense and touch the ball less. I'd probably like him a little bit more, but I just don't see a world where Westbrook's effective without touching the ball. 30% of the time that I just don't see if he was able to play without the ball, then yeah, I think I'd like him. A lot. I think everyone would like him a lot more, but the issue is he needs the ball to succeed. And that's kind of Thank hard you. to do. Thank you. Here's the thing with Russ. And I, I look at coaching because mm-hmm. Russ screams two guard to me. He's he, I don't trust him with the decision-making because he's a, I'm going to get you. 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 And I know his heart is in the right place. And I hate to say this because it's going to sound so awful, but it's so damn true. But to me, Russ, Russ is like a toddler. He's like a little toddler that wants to help you do stuff, but you can't let him do it because he's going to mess it up. I think that was the best comparison I've ever heard on the situation. Genuinely, that is fantastic. I I mean, I got like, y'all know I got a little girl. You know, she's running around doing stuff. And I'll be cleaning up. She wants to help. And her heart is in the right place. But if you let her Mm -hmm. do it, she's going to tear it up. You know what I mean? But if you let her give like a small task, like take her like something small, like a piece of paper to the trash can, or let her give her something to a neighbor or something like that, she's perfect at it. But if I'm asking her to clean the house or cook lunch, or breakfast, or drive the damn car, it is going to be a disaster. You know what I mean? I remember one time I was dropping her off. She's like, Daddy, can I drive? Wrong answer, you in the car seat. <laughs> so I love her, and she can ride anywhere with me, but she doesn't need to drive the car. She needs to be in the back seat because she's two. She can't make those decisions. And I bring that to Russ because Russ is great. His heart's in the right place. He'll do anything you ask him. Obviously, the stats show that. But he doesn't, that's not what he we need him to do. You know what I'm saying? You need him in spurts. And I look at coaching for that because you're putting him in the wrong spot. You're giving him too much control. And I don't think he, I think that's the biggest, I think that's my biggest knock with him. And I just think Russ is kind of the one holding the gun when I'm looking at 
Scott Brooks. Matter of fact, because I'm looking at Scott Brooks, and he would say he's the best coach, I mean, the best point guard of all time. And I'm like, well, if he's the if anybody got of all time best of nothing, shouldn't you win a little more with him? You know, LeBron's one of the best of all time. They win with him. You know what I mean? You know, Pat Riley was one of the best coaches of all time. You, you win with him. D-Wade's one of the best shooting guards of all time. You win with him. Steph Curry, one of the best point guards of all time. You win with him. We've seen if you get – if you got a best of all time player, I feel like at minimum you, you should get one. I mean, you had KD – I know they were different at the time, but you can't get one. And I know it was Miami, but that's my thing with him. I think you got to use him in spurts, and I think you're using him the wrong way. That's That's what I really think. Like, I would have been moved the rest of two a long time ago because he's kind of like that toddler. that, get, And I hate calling a grown man a toddler like that, but I, y'all feel me. Y'all feel me. So I kind of have a – I don't want to say similar comparison because nothing can compare to that. But I've been watching a WCW documentary the past few weeks, and I would compare Russell Westbrook to Bill Goldberg. For those of you that don't know, he came into WCW as this huge, enormous ex-football player monster who now this is the rest comparison that I'm going to kind of line it up with. Goldberg would bang his head against a concrete wall before his matches and his forehead would bleed. That is the intensity Russell Westbrook brings to like the court. It just seems like a bit much at some times. And then you have Goldberg beating Hulk Hogan in front of like 60,000 in the Georgia Dome. And we're like, wow, he's so awesome. And then the same guy also like destroyed Bret Hart's career. So it's like, yeah, Russ got another triple-double, but what did it cost? Literally everything. So just the fact that he has the ball as much as he possibly can, which is just too much for, for any sport. I don't care if, if he was the best, which he isn't. It's just too much. And the shooting is just so bad. And the only exception of like, wow, that's a really great number was Kobe's last game when he scored like 50 or 60 or whatever and took like 45 shots. But when Russ does that every single night, it's like, come on, man, you're, you're not a shooter. Just pass the ball and throw it into the third deck, like you said, X. I haven't said all that. I, I still got Russ as an all-time great point guard. I don't think I got him top five, but I think he's in top 10 for sure. I don't think I can put him – Five. We need our resident Westbrook fan to get something in here. We're we're a little too one-sided now. Let's hear it, Armand. Let's hear it. I mean, everything you guys are saying is right. I, I'm a Westbrook fan. I love watching get the triple doubles, but I've been a Thunder fan my whole life. I we had those teams. We had Katie, we had Paul George and Carmelo. We had Paul George. And I've seen it too many times. Westbrook plays out of control. I mean, it's fun to watch, don't get me wrong. I love watching Westbrook play, but it's just out of control. Ball dominant point guard. I mean, everything you guys are saying is right. The only knock I'd say is Paul George had a career year, career year, career year with him. Was an MVP conversation, top three, only time in his career that happened. Bradley Beal is having a career year this year. So I don't like the fact that Westbrook's making his teammates worse when guys have shown that they can be top caliber players and have careers with Russ as his teammate. Right. But everything else, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think I don't trust him in a playoff series. So, I mean, everything else you guys said, I agree with. Here, here's the difference, though, because I, I was ready for that one, too. I just didn't know who was going to say that. So, PG and Beal, in both their respective years, also had top 10 usage rates at the same time as Westbrook. So, basically, what I'm saying is they just also had the ball a lot. <laughs> like, it was basically a two-man show. I mean, Deontay can attest to this. Washington is a two-man show in the utmost respect. Back then, the Thunder was a little bit better because I think Paul George was like ninth or something. He wasn't like top five, but he, he was up there too. So, yeah, that's kind of the other thing with that is it's not necessarily that he's doing anything. It's just that the other guy's a, a good ISO player. And you're right, Paul George really hasn't had that high since then. Here's my other thing, though, with Westbrook that I think is really interesting to, to support my case a little bit. So when this first started happening, I was enamored by it. I'm a huge basketball fan. I've always been a basketball fan. That first year, that first half of the year, when he was actually fairly efficient with this triple-double stuff, I was just enamored by it. That it was the coolest thing in the world. All I wanted to do was watch the Thunder. And all I wanted to do was watch the Thunder when they came to Boston. So sure enough, that's what happened. It was my birthday gift. I went to Boston, and I watched the Celtics and the Thunder play basketball. And that particular game, Westbrook had a lot of assists. He really didn't take that many shots. It's one of the few times I've ever seen Westbrook. He scored like 30, but it was actually a fairly efficient 30 and he passed a lot. 
the guy he passed to a lot in a pick and roll was DeMontis Sabonis. And I didn't know who that was really a whole ton. I knew he was Arvidas' son. I never really watched him at Gonzaga or anything. I just vaguely knew who he was. And when I tell you Sabonis was going ballistic, he was going insane. Like he was taking a lot of threes, contested threes, hitting them. He had a little work in the post. He was going off. And all I could think of was, why have I never seen this guy before? Like this, this was the time before Jeremy Grant could average 20 in the NBA. That was a few years ago. You know, th- this was right before defense was completely lost in the league. This was when actual games like DeMontis' matters. I think he scored just a hair under 30 that game. And he was really, really good. And then I never really heard from him again. And then he got packaged with Oladipo to Indiana for Paul George. And I remember, I believe the guy's name on Indiana was Kevin Miller or Keith Miller, something along those lines. And they were slamming him so hard for his return on Paul George. Everyone was saying pennies on the dollar, pennies on the dollar. And I remember I wrote an article for the first site Bryce and I had before the sports wave. It was called Sounds of the Stands about that trade. And I remember putting in that, not to write off DeMontis Sabonis, because I remembered that game and I watched him a little bit after that. And I thought he was really, really good. And I thought they were going to unlock something from him. And sure enough, what happened? And then Old Depot kind of started playing well again after that as well, after he played decently well in his first stint with Orlando. So it's just stuff like that where there's going to be someone on this Wizards team that's really good in like three years. That just wasn't unlocked because I think it's hard to grow with Russ. I think a guy like Rui Hashimura is a decent guy who can grow with Russ because he doesn't necessarily need the ball to make sense. He can just stand there and Russ can have his bailout pass that he always has and, and Rui can just be there. I think he's going to be a guy that's really good in a few years that probably had his development hampered by Russ. I know he's hurt right now, and I know he's been hurt for majority of the season, but Denny, my, my boy, uh, I think he's going to be really good in a few years as well, and they didn't really unlock him much this year either. Thomas Bryant can't play defense at all and thought game eight of the bubble was the NBA Finals, but even when he's kind of getting going on offense, I think he's special too. This Wizards team isn't as bad as we're making it sound. It's just really not. Davis Burton is one of the better six men in the league. Fantastic shooter. They have guys like they do. They shouldn't be this bad. I'm sorry. If Russ is that great and Beal's that great, I think they're both criminally overrated as far as I don't care necessarily what your stats say with context. You you can disregard any stat with just a little bit of context and efficiency numbers and whatnot. Beal's incredibly efficient, but he also needs a top five usage rate in the league and he can't pass to save his life. And defenses can understand that Beal's not going to pass to you. It's kind of that Colin Sexton thing where teams were like, telling Colin Sexton's teammates they weren't going to pass to him. That's hilarious to me. That's what happens in Washington. I know Russ gets his assist. I don't know if you guys know this. Do you know what assists used to be, like way back when, when Oscar was playing? Do you know what assists used to be? It basically was when you pass to someone and they got a layup. That's basically what assists used to be. There was no real you know, description for what that was. So guys, assist numbers back in the day would have been way inflated because the game was played faster. The game's finally being played as fast as it was in the 60s and 70s. Because I know me and Deontay talk about this all the time. Assists aren't made equally. Chris Paul can make an entire play and get a guy wide open. That's an assist. I can throw a bailout pass to a guy contested behind the three-point line, and he makes it, and that's an assist too. And Russ is the king of the ladder. So, yeah, that's just kind of my thing with Russ. He puts up great stats, but if you don't know how he's getting those stats, to me, they're just irrelevant. You know? That's just how I feel about that situation. My whole thing is I just hate how Russ gets gets beat on. Like the- He shouldn't be the only guy winning. I will say that. He should not it's- be the only guy that gets targeted for this. I try to make sure I target all the guys that do this shit because it's ridiculous and I hate it and it's ruining the game right now. He is kids. The next generation, I believe, there's going to be some kids that look up to Russ because Russ is fun. Russ is fun and Russ is like a video game character in real life. And Russ is that guy that you want to play with in 2K because he runs a million miles per hour and you can just plow through everyone and, and try to get a layup or a cool dunk or whatever. And there's going to be basketball players like that, just like Curry. No no one can be like LeBron, let's be honest. No one's like 6'8", genetic freak. That's not going to happen. But, but guys like Curry, Dame, you know, point guards. People idolize point guards because point guards are the closest thing to regular people, if we're going to be completely honest with it, because they're the shortest. So when you're in your driveway as a kid, what do you look up to? You look up to the point guard because you, you think you can be that one day. You, you think you can grow, and then you never do, and you end up at the University of Oregon. But regardless, I just think that, you know, 
I, I think that you have to kind of understand what we're looking at and, and kind of internalize it because 20 points today is not impressive. Who's impressed by 20 points anymore? Dwayne Bacon's out here scoring 20 points a game. Anthony Lamb is the only player in the University of Vermont's history to make the NBA. He's on the Rockets. He scored 20 points. Peyton Pritchard scored like 28 points a few weeks ago. Now, I love Peyton Pritchard, but that would not be a thing a few years ago. It just wouldn't be. There, there's no way in hell that would happen. So I, I'm pretty sure Carson Edwards had like 19 this year, which is pretty close to 20, and I was beside myself. So there are all these guys that can just light it up on a nightly basis if they get the chance. How many players do you think could score 20 if they had a usage rate above like 20%? How many players? Probably like 150, at least. I mean, you know you can't put clamps on nobody no more. You know you can't. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's no defense in this league. That's why defense is so valuable. Yeah. But I just just don't see how Russ gets – gets beat up for not getting out the first round with the Thunder. But then I seen Chris Paul with OKC, and they got put out in the first round, too. Matter of fact, by Westbrook, by the Rockets. And, uh, you want to know why? Because that Thunder team was way worse than Westbrook's. Look at the guys on that Westbrook team in, in the future. I just named, like, six guys that were better. That Chris Paul team had two really good guys on it that weren't even necessarily really good at the time. You had SGA, who I love. Everyone knows how much I love SGA. And then you had Lou Dort. That's it. Uh, That's Gallinari, literally all they had. Gallinari, Steven and, and Gallinari, Broder. who I like too, and couldn't couldn't shoot for his life in the playoffs. He was terrible. And I love Gallinari with all my heart. I think he's one of the most underrated players of this generation. He was it's, terrible. It's, he was it's, awful. It's, it's it's two people I'm gonna always go to go to bat for. I'm gonna always go to war for. And that, and that, now one is Westbrook because you know everybody mm. behaves, and the other one you know what well, ain't kind of let off the gas now. But my boy Carmelo. And it's just like Melo gets too much hate. I'll give you that. Everybody in a ring. Some of the best players ain't gonna get a ring. You know, Carl Malone was great. He ain't got no ring. You know, we can go ring with people. I got something for you, right? I I got something for you when you're done with that. I said I got something for you when you're done with that. I would make a case that the best player to never win a championship now, I think is Russ out of all the to not win one. I would say it's Russ. I was Carl Malone there for the longest. But which one would I rather have now? I'd rather have Russ. But I'm of the mindset, I don't care who you are. You can't win when your best player is a championship, when your best player is a point guard. That's, y'all, y'all, know, y'all know how I feel about that. You want to know the I, major difference with some of those other guys you mentioned? So Russ, I mean, in multiple of those playoffs, his team was the better team. I don't think anyone's going to dispute that. The team he lost to was way less talented. Sometimes they had a, a worse coach. They just weren't as good. Melo, a lot of those playoff losses, his team was way less talented. That's why people excuse it for Melo. It's a little bit different. And I know not everyone agrees with that, but Melo lost to the Lakers that won the title. That's okay. That, that's totally fine. Melo lost to the Heat that won the title. That's okay. That's totally fine. Those are some of his best opportunities to win a title. And he lost to the champions. There's no shame in that. Russell loses to the Jazz in the first round with the team with Paul George on it. An MVP and Paul Lakers. George that's playing out of his mind. They lost to the Lakers last year. With you know the Rockets, they 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 did, you know, but they but they lost to Portland in five the year before that. Yeah, so <laughs> that's the issue. Like the the issue is Russ is losing these series to teams that aren't as talented to them. I cannot stand the Portland Trailblazers. Okay, I I think they're the most annoying team in the league. They don't yes. do anything to fix their franchise. They keep running the same thing back and back and back. Their defense is disgusting. I can't stand watching it. I think Wayne could score at least ten points in that Blazers defense at least at bare minimum. If you give him the ball like 15 times, he's scoring 10. I believe in it. He lost to that team. I can't take – there's always these teams, right? We see it in every sport where I don't care where they finish. You just can't take them seriously. I don't care if they're the first seed, the second seed, whatever. We just know they're not winning it. You can kind of book it. That's the Blazers every single year in the NBA. You know, you can kind of talk yourself into Phoenix this year. Talk yourself into, okay, maybe Dallas. If they get hot at the right time, they have some matchups they can sneak through, whatever, all this shit. You can't talk yourself into Portland ever. You can't even talk yourself into maybe a round one win for them. That's how inept they are at basketball and building a team. That's right. the so, basketball player is Portland. But how, it's just always, that's never going to change, and I'm just going to accept that. So how come I don't see everybody love Dame? You know, Dame time, right? everybody want to, you know, burn Westbrook and hang him from the cross. Wait, can I explain <laughs> it to you? Because it's really it, – it's not a fun answer, but it's a simple one. People want to be Dame. That's it. People want to be Dame. People want to pull up from the logo. People want 
People want to do the Dame Time dance. People want to do the wave. People want to do that stuff. That's it. That's the only difference. The only difference is Dame does more things that a regular person can do. So it's more fun to regular people. Like when you're a little kid and you're a basketball fan, why go up and ask them their favorite players? Their favorite players are going to be Curry and Dame. A lot of them, 98% of them, that's going to be Curry and Dame besides LeBron and KD and stuff like that. Like as far as point guards, it's going to be Curry and Dame. And the reason is because you can envision yourself in your backyard when you're a little kid and shooting threes all the time and making step back threes and pulling up from deep and saying Curry and, and splash and doing your Dame wave and Dame time and all that. Those things are meant for kids. Russell Westbrook going a thousand miles per hour to the basket really isn't meant for a lot of kids. Maybe if that's your thing, that's your thing. But that's that's what I mean. That's why Dame doesn't get the same, you know, pushback. And you know, adults should be a little more adhesive to that because we're not kids anymore. We're not practicing Dame time in the backyard. We're not practicing Dame time in the driveway anymore. So yeah, media should be a little more critical of Dame. But when it's all said and done, that's the reason why. And that's not a great answer, but it, I think that's truly the answer is that he's just more kid-friendly, and that really means yeah. something in today's day and age. All I know is, in Russ, I trust. Yeah. I'm not they going to win the play-in tournament, but I'm enjoying why we got him because all the stuff with Russ, and everybody's saying a lot of true stuff. We ain't going to never see another Russ no more. After Russ gone, that's it. We're going to have to go to YouTube or uh or some kind of highlight reel or something to see Russ. We ain't going to see no more. We ain't going to see because. I think I'm okay with that. And there, <laughs> I mean, because a triple double's not really. <laughs> we all agree with that, but, but something like that, that I, I would, I like, look, it's three people. I just love to watch, you know, Giannis, cause it's my favorite player. LaMelo, well, big baller brand, baby. So that's, <laughs> that's that. And then Westbrook. That, that's it. I mean, outside, well, the Knicks is more of a team thing and not really a player. But, you know, but far as players, you know what I'm saying? Them three is mm -hmm. the ones I, I sit down and try. Them, like, the three for me. The three. Because I know Russ. Here's my, my thing with Westbrook that will you know, forever drive me crazy, right? I understand he's an all-time great. I respect that. I, I always think of this from a GM lens because that's what I'm going to school for. That's what I wanted to be my entire life, whatever. If I'm building a championship team tomorrow, Russ isn't sniffing my team. It's just not happening. I, I'm taking point guards that are relatively less talented, that I know I can trust more to make a right decision, that shoot better, that have that aren't going to lead the league in turnovers for the fourth time. I think Westbrook's on his fourth, maybe fifth time of doing if, that, right? I'm going to take other guys like that are way less talented, that fit a team better, that fit a championship DNA better. I have a laundry list. I mean, so we know Russ has been to the finals and the Western finals. Now, never mind he, he lost them both, but that has happened. Right. Now, I'm not Russ is your key to the big dance. I, I got you there. But as a co-star, I I, can, I I like Russ. I just like him. Wait, you know, as a, if you can tell no, me that no. Russ can accept a usage rate under 25% again, which he had when he made the finals that last time, I would love that. The issue is that's not reality, and that's never going to happen. That's the issue with them. You see, let me let me let me ask you this: what What is Russ's best offensive skill? Honestly, his best, what's his, his best offensive skill? His best. I mean, I mean, really, it's a. I guess it's a skill. I'm just going to say the pay, ball over. He's led pay. the league in it four times. That's like, like it's like it's like I um I, I don't um I don't mean to cut you off with. He can't really shoot. Nope. He can't really he can't really dribble. Nope. He just has he'll just run through your face to get to the paint yep. and you know get the foul call. But at the same time, if he gets fouled and he doesn't get the um and one, he can't hit a free throw. So it's just like what and we, we all just, just said on well, at least uh X said it on defense, he doesn't really give you too much effort or at least smart decisions on defense. So but it's that's just like Two. I, I I don't I don't like him at the one. I'd put him at at the two. I, but what point guard? I could think of a. I mean, I think I'd rather have Alfred Payton running the point than than no, Russ. No, no, no. relax, no. relax. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. but as a point guard, as a I'm not saying who's the no. better player, but as a point guard. Look, Wayne, here's my thing. If I'm building a championship team tomorrow, here's just a list of players off the top of my head that I'd rather have on Russ on that team. Number one, SGA, not even close. If I, I want a guy that can get to the rim, that can actually facilitate for others, SGA led the league in facilitating. 
as far as passing to guys who just missed their assists. It's not his fault that he has to play with like Poku and, and Lou Dort and Moses Brown and Charlie Brown and all these clowns, you know, it's not his fault that he has to play with that. He's number one in the league in getting to the rim. That's a really important thing for a point guard to do. Okay. That's number one. Number two, Malcolm Brogdon. He's one of the best off on ball defenders in the entire NBA, the point guard position. He facilitates everything for that disgusting Indiana team. Their coach is terrible. He's playing with backup and third stringers every night, and he's one of the most efficient players in the league. I'll take him on my championship team every single day over Russ. There's a lot of guys I would take over that, that I wouldn't take over Russ rather than that maybe are considered better than him. Kemba Walker. I'd rather have Russ than Kemba Walker. I really would, genuinely. On a championship team, I trust Russell Westbrook to – to drop 40 efficiently on a random night than I do Kemba Walker on, a, on just a random night. He, so, X, let me ask you this, nights, right? I trust that more than X. Kemba. There we go. So, dis- oh. disregard championship contender. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you're building a team just to get to the playoffs, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's in my opinion, if you want a guy to be the guy, to get mm-hmm. a team to the playoffs, that's who I think Russ is best suited as. I he's, completely agree with you. He's a hey, winner. If, in the I want, if I want to get to the first round and lose, yeah, I'm taking Russ every taking, single day of the week. Every not, day of the week. He's he'll not sell tickets. Of, yeah. yeah, he'll sell tickets. He'll sell posters. He'll sell jerseys. He'll create interest for that team. I mean, I don't know how much interest he's created for the Wizards as a whole, but I know he's at least created buzz for them okay. with highlights oh, and stuff. I think buzz. that shit matters. I'm sure he's selling jerseys. I'm sure he's selling stuff like that. So, yeah, if I'm the manager of uh, the Magic, aspirations like some of those teams not every team every year can say i'm gonna build a championship contender that's the reality yes. of the league there's some yes. teams that want to just make the playoffs so they establish a culture i think the knicks are doing a fantastic example of that i think they're better than they thought they were going to be and i think they're better than anyone thought they were going to be but i think it's really important just for the knicks that they're making the playoffs i think that's really important that the knicks are just making the playoffs <laughs> and because i think finals. for the future of their team that helps their culture and i think Russ could be a good stepping stone for a culture guy where if he was on the magic and he made the playoffs with that team and maybe they shocked a few games in the first round, then yeah, he's a star. He's building interest for that team. He showed that he can win with that team. He's creating a bigger market for that team. So yeah, I completely agree with you. I, I totally agree with you that if your only aspirations is to make a playoffs and you don't really care what happens beyond that, I'm taking Russ. I completely agree with you. But if I genuinely want a championship, there's not a chance that hell is on my team. Not a chance no at no way. I think you could put Russ on a championship team. I, 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 I where? Would, I with who? I, I, I agree with Wayne, but not as a first, first, or maybe like right. low two yeah, second like, start. He'd have to be like the third option, and I just don't see a world where Westbrook accepts that. That's my I, thing. With two, I mean, he just ran into the Lakers, and the and the, the Rockets chose not to adjust. But if you put, if, if I put a team with with Russ. Mm-hmm. And, and uh what kind of what kind of team do I got? Like I can think of a t- somebody asked me that the other day. Uh, if I could I'd build love a, to hear it. a team around <laughs> Russ, like do I all stars or just people? I bet like the Wait, I've always said the problem with not to say that the Thunder and Russ didn't choke those playoff series against the Blazers and Blazers and Jazz, but the problem with that those Thunder teams is they didn't surround Westbrook with shooting. When you know Westbrook's only Good skill is a slasher, and you have a paint guy like Steven Adams there who's clogging that up. I, I was the biggest advocate. I did not hate Steven Adams, but I wanted to trade him away for a stretch four or five that could shoot the ball and open up the paint for Russell Westbrook. That was the biggest problem with those Thunders team is they did not have good, good enough shooting to combat with Russell Westbrook. I think that was the biggest problem in OKC. So 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 let me so let me ask you this: If if Russ isn't a good shooter, then why in the hell is he taking eight threes a game in the playoffs? <laughs> I, I can't I can't go with. Somebody got to do it. I mean, no, no, I mean wait, no, wait, no, Wayne, no, Wayne, Wayne. Like you said, somebody, some, somebody has to clean, right? Somebody has to clean, clean a house, right? You're not gonna act at your daughter to clean a house, right? Because she's just gonna tear it up, right? Yes. So if Russ can't can't do it, why does he keep doing it? But but for whose team? You meant it's, look, you meant any all team. team. Is is he Dame Lillard or Joe Harris or Steph Curry or? Even Julius Randle, who's shooting forty-two percent from three, no, he's, he's not, not even Robin Lopez. He okay, fine, but somebody got to do it. You got to make him be respectful. It shouldn't be nobody him. Took, it shouldn't nobody. be him. That's the whole thing. Look, but, Wayne, look, here's my best example. 
the the Thunder last year lost to seven to your precious Rockets. Okay. What happened to Chris Paul in that series? Was Chris Paul jacking up threes because he had to? He wasn't playing with a lot of talent. That team was way less talented than Westbrook's team. Far less. Far less. Yeah, he set the offense. That's the whole difference. He set the offense. He allowed others to actually get in the game. He allowed others to actually try because he knew that other players had specific skill sets. And if they perfected those skill sets, they had a chance in that series. And they lost by seven by one. They lost in seven by a possession or two in game seven. And it was down to the wire the entire game. That's but the Chris whole Paul difference between different guys. type of point guard. Right. Facilitator. What's the name's like a slasher? That's See because he I'm... chooses to be. He doesn't have any. He doesn't want to be a true point guard. He has no desire to do that. I that's mean, his that's, own fault. That, that's what got him good. If I if I go if I'm an NBA prospect or a rookie, if somebody's gonna get drafted. And I've been dashing, dashing, dashing all my life. I'm not going to all of a sudden just, man, I'm in the league now. Man, let me go on Jason Kidd, this thing real quick. Let me go on a pistol peak. Hell no, I'm going to keep doing what I was doing. That's what he is. But that's, again, if he was a two in college, why in the hell would you put him at the one when he was a two all through his all his life? He's a fine. He's not six 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 five something like that. Like you would want a shooting guard to be six three. But put him there, put him there, and you work him off the ball. So now you put him as a rookie, as a point guard, giving him the keys to the kingdom all this time. And we know KD's kind of passive a little bit. He's deferred to pretty much everybody. He deferred to Russ, and then KD he deferred to Steph because it's his team. And now he deferring to Kyrie because Ky- I feel like Kyrie's kind of the voice guy is katie better than all them guys absolutely but he's not the apple 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 alpha guy that's just gonna be like hey man i got this russ has been so strong of a person as just as strong as a personality as he is on the floor i remember distinctly distinctly i was on the way to the mall i was with my moms and my brother and they this was back in okc and they was talking about this thing. Dang, Russ taking too many shots. KD, James Harden, they got to want to do that. They asked Russ what was going on. Has he thought about changing this game? And I quote, he said, I'm not changing my game for anybody. We got to the playoffs like this, and that's what it's going to be. KD cool. Guys in the locker room is cool. And that's what he rolled with. Is that right? It's not. Because, you know, life, you got to adapt, you know, evolve, right? But that's what he is. So, but he never evolved. Okay. Fine, that's cool. A fly and a cockroach been around since what BC, and they they haven't evolved. They but nobody takes it serious. You see what I mean? Russ, he just never evolved. I think he's tried to shoot. Giannis, they would love him to shoot, and he shoots a little more, but he's still a top flight player. You see what I'm saying? It's been a lot of people. Some people just don't do it. That's when I'm of mindset. People say, "Oh, Zion need to get a shot." Yeah, it'd be ideal for him to get a shot. It'd be fine. It'd be great. He'd probably be unstoppable. But he doesn't have one. There's no such thing as a perfect player. Everybody had their deficiencies, their shortcomings. Russ, he's a team guy. He loves his teammates. You don't ever hear no drama. You don't hear no scandals. You don't hear nothing. But, you know, I mean, he plays hard. He tries to get people involved just through hook or through crook, however. So he can't shoot how he want to be. Okay, fine. But guess what? He's got some people that can shoot. Bertans is a decent little shooter. I hear Bradley Beal's a damn good shooter. He got people. I would love him to scale back a little bit, but sometimes you got to put your foot on the gas. And I'm not going to just burn somebody for sitting there trying to do it. And a lot of these times, we never, at no point ever, have we ever said, oh, man, you see that OKC team? They ain't finna win the championship. And we never said that. Have Did we ever say, well, I did. You know, the Rockets gonna win the championship? Okay, no, they didn't. Well, this year, was they saying, oh, oh, Westbrook, Bradley Beal, that's the championship, that's the team to beat. Everybody was talking about the Lakers, the Clippers, you got some Milwaukee lovers out there, and everybody's slobbing over the Brooklyn Nets. Nobody was sitting there talking about the Wizards. So my thing is, if y'all didn't have them in this situation anyway, why are we executing them when it's not like you Hey, failed. Wayne, you know why? Because Westbrook was on the team. That's why. That's you see, okay. you see this. Okay. That's fine, but you take Russ off them teams. What are they? What are they? The same. The same thing. They're better. The same thing. They they were the same thing last year. They would be in the play-in tournament. They'd won six or four of their last ten games. They'd be be they, all who's a Westbrook. What now? They finished as as a temp seed last year. They're a temp seed right now. 
but you mind, they didn't get invited to the dance. They didn't get invited yes, to the party. playing in the bubble, that little playing thing. Yes, yes they were. There. Yes they were. Yes they were. The Wizards were. Well, the they were the bubble. Yeah, yes. they were when because the Thomas were, Bryant in the, they were the, the eighth game of the bubble. Yes, you right. They were the right. ninth. Right. right, you right. I I stand corrected. You right. You right. I but went. Rap, I, I have something okay. to, to but start this. this year, they wouldn't have been there this year. Hey, let, my, let our mind go here. Deontay, I, you're a diehard Wizards fan. You remember how bad they were to start the season, right? COVID, injuries, Westbrook wasn't fully healthy. 3-15 and 15 to start the season, right? Westbrook mm-hmm. comes fully healthy. They start getting COVID-free. They're like 30-22 and 22 since, you know, they've been injury-free. Westbrook's back to full health. So I, with Westbrook fully healthy, this is a way better Wizards team than last year. And you could argue if Russell Westbrook was fully healthy this season that they would have been a top – eight seed easily and they wouldn't be playing the playing game no it's, it's the same thing it's the same thing it's the same like like people keep letting this whole playing tournament okay you know you you get two extra games or one extra game to you know potentially get you into the playoffs if we go off of what we've seen for nba history if if you don't make these eight seeds and you're just not not in the playoffs they what i'm if i'm correct then nowhere close to the eighth seed or they're at least three four games out yeah, so, you want to know the other thing I can't stand about this year, too? Like, that we really have to take into account when we talk about this stuff. This isn't a regular year. You can't say they're no. 30 and 22 and be, like, confident with that. Like, they beat Indiana with half their team out twice now. Without, like, half their entire team. They beat – I remember they beat the Pistons. They didn't even have, like, Grant or anything. Like, half the, the Pistons' half-decent roster, they were gone. Pistons are terrible as it is, let alone their half-decent players being gone. I mean, they, they beat, beat the, the Pelicans. Twice. Yeah, they beat the Pel- uh, Pelicans with Zion getting hurt in the middle of that game. Like, I'm just not impressed with this team in a COVID year when they play actual teams that are actually healthy. They lose. That's most of the 22 part of that. They're beating up on these teams that don't have half their players, and that's kind of everyone's doing that to each other. That's how the NBA is in this COVID year. So you kind of have to account for all that. But I'm with you. We're like, yeah, they're they're the 10 seed. And they very well could be the 11 seed. If Zach Levine doesn't miss 15, 16 games, they're probably Thank the 11 seed. So, Thank I mean, yeah, they're just really not the best of teams in the world. And that is in large part due to Westbrook. And it's in large part to do with Bradley Beal. Yeah, we haven't yelled at once. That's the one we're going to play? The one you see, that's you see, you see. six yeah. in a – I'm a player official. It's, it's on down. I think he in the 40s. But yeah. that's the guy that got us putting his heart and soul out there. We can blame, see, but I, that, that's see that that right there. That, that's where I, that's why I try to that's why I try to hold. I wave my Westbrook flag because that's it. Now if we want to talk about you know defensively. Okay, cool. Does Russ take a lot of shots? Sometimes he does shoot a, a lot, a lot. But I can't sit there and say what's the Wizards' problem, huh? Westbrook. I would look at coaching. I would look at Scotty Brooks because see, Scott Brooks. What? You see, go, here's go here, here's the thing that I I feel like people always get mixed up with Russ. When you see a guy like like Russ, what's the one thing we always say about him since day one? He gives you a thousand and one percent effort every single game, every single play, right? But he it's it's the difference between working harder and working smarter. He he works really 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 hard. He gives you all effort, but it's just not efficient, and he does not make smart plays. A lot of the time, that's my biggest problem with him. He puts up all these numbers, but at the end of the day, they don't always translate to wins. Yes, you know, they say, oh, he's won 100 more games than, than he's lost because of these um because he's triple doubles. He's never really been on a bad team. So, of course, his numbers are going to be inflated. But I, like I said, he just doesn't play play smart, which is my biggest issue. So... Knicks are going to the Eastern Conference Finals, right? No, we're not. No, no. All right, so neither is Russ. So, like, why are we even still talking about him? That's that's <laughs> the old, other thing. When he's been by himself, he's played in the most he's ever played by himself or with uh, James Harden is eight playoff games. That's two series. That's nothing. So it's obviously proved he can't do it by himself. So I don't know why all these stats. And a, a phrase that we haven't said that is – synonymous with Russell Westbrook's name is stat padding X implied it, but there is nobody who would give up like an efficient possession and probably like 
10 to 15 points more than him just so he could get like one offensive rebound or like one extra assist by making 25 too many passes. Yeah, Russ isn't a top 10 rebounder in the league. He gets these rebounds because he, he throws himself in there and says, get out of my way. Like, it's an artificial thing. Like, if you watch this, it's not hard to, to see. Guys like, I don't know, Jokic, who get triple-doubles, they get triple-doubles by actually, like, playing their actual game. Jokic is a facilitator on the offensive end. He's a center, so, of course, he's going to get rebounds. And he scores. That's an actual triple-double that he's not intentionally trying to get. He doesn't care about that. That's why sometimes you see Jokic get triple-doubles where he has, like, 15 points and then, like, 20 assists and wild stuff like that because Jokic is just like that. That's how he is. Um, Westbrook, you always see just he gets those numbers when he shoots, like, 4 for 20. <laughs> that's when he gets those games where it's, like, 10 points and 18 assists. That's that's what happens when he just can't shoot, when he's terrible. Uh, Every time he's actually going out there, he's trying to get a triple-double. That shouldn't be your goal on a basketball court. It's ridiculous. I don't think you can really compare the two because one Westbrook, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, Westbrook's a point guard and Joker's a center. And that's I what I'm like saying. Yeah. You'd be, you would be better off if your best player is a center. You know what I mean? And then also the Nuggets are better than the Wizards because, you know, I mean, the Nuggets got, you know, Michael Porter Jr. They had Jamal Murray. You know, so they no, got of all. Of course. Wayne, that's not what I'm saying. Well. All I'm saying is that in the course of an actual game, Jokic accumulates triple doubles. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he just gets it by his natural play. He doesn't go out there and try. I don't think anyone here will say Westbrook isn't trying to get triple-doubles. I think that's ridiculous. That's a terrible narrative that just – he's trying to do that. That should not be your goal. Your goal should be to win a basketball game and to do your job as best as you can. He's never changed his job. He's always done the same shitty job that's always gotten him in trouble when it actually matters. That's the issue with Westbrook. That's why there's three people for him, three and a half, and – one and a half against them. This, this whole weird narrative we have going on here, where it's I like would, yeah, Westbrook's fun. He is fun. I'll never take that away from him. It doesn't change, and it's annoying, and it sucks, and that's why it will affect him all time in my book. Let me ask y'all some uh, that a stat that I've forgotten about that I just kind of remember. This is this is something for y'all. What y'all think about a uh, Derrick Rose? Hold on, twenty eleven Derrick Rose, twenty you know pre knees Derrick Rose before all the stuff happened. What y'all think about that Derrick Rose? Better version Fun. of Russell Westbrook. Fun. Did you know all the numbers, like all the Westbrook's numbers are better than anything D. Rose ever put up in his prime? Yeah, but Derrick Rose also did, did it like effortlessly and didn't cause Every teams games to get said stats. What are, is, we, what? Are, are we talking about averages? Like, like, oh, he averaged more points. He, you know, Westbrook averaged more rebounds. Westbrook averaged yeah, more I'm talking about, I see, I'm talking about career. I'm talking about like per season. I'm talking about per season. Like Westbrook, D Rose's best season was never better than Russ's best season. I'm not talking about like a career. I'm because that would be different. You know what I'm saying? Well, and wasn't D Rose's prime like way short lived compared to Russ's? Correct. Uh, but I'm talking about like I'm talking about a 2010 D Rose was never good as uh, pick a year of prime. Or these since since 20 what since 2016 since Westbrook. Because I'm of the mindset Rose is what Westbrook. D Rose is what Westbrook would have been. Like, had D Rose never got the injuries and the knees and all that, I feel like Westbrook and D Rose would be the exact same because no. none of them really got D Rose never got past the heat. Uh, Westbrook never got past. Well, I mean, when you know the the glaring, incredibly glaring difference was the the Bulls were way better with Rose as their co-star. That's number one. Number two, Rose was way better in the actual confines of an offense than Westbrook was. Number three, Rose didn't go off his defensive matchups in, in roam around defense and get off his assignments like Westbrook does, and that drives me absolutely insane. Number four, Rose didn't lead the league in turnovers. Westbrook's done it four times. Number five, Rose didn't need the ball 35% of the time to put up those numbers. That's the other glaring thing as well. Rose was never top five in usage rate when he actually played when he was in his prime before he tore everything in his lower half. I think that's the huge difference where, yeah, I kind of see where you're trying to go with that, and I understand it completely, and I think you have a decent argument. But the difference is the actual effectiveness they had with the ball. Rose didn't need the ball, and we saw Rose adapt when he came back and be able to shoot a three ball. Right now, Rose is shooting 41% from three. There's no saying he couldn't shoot better from three if he just played a little bit longer. There's no saying he couldn't. When the league adapted, Rose adapted. 
Westbrook's never adapted in his entire life. That's my whole issue with him. He's never adapted. He's always been the same. He's always been Westbrook. So I think Rose would have been better than Westbrook because he would have adapted to the game. He would have shot probably 36% from three, 37% from three, took a few more threes. He would have never had the turnover rates that Russ had. He probably would have led a team deeper in the playoffs. It's unfortunate that, like I said, he tore everything and we'll never be able to truly understand this, but yeah. And that Chicago Bulls team won 62 games. Russell Westbrook has never sniffed that with KD, with James Harden by himself. Well, mind you, the East was totally different back then. You know what I'm saying? So you got to look at that, too. Because it wasn't only like – it was only like four teams really worth talking about at the time. Well, I guess – well, five, so that's decent because, you know, you had Boston because that was, you know, big three time. The Knicks, well, that was just one year, so maybe not us. So, yeah, the Bulls, Boston, and I guess the Magic because that was the Dwight Howard and, you know, Rashard Lewis and all them. They made Because they made it to the finals in 09. So it really wasn't a lot of teams in the East. Not really. The Knicks was like, what, one year, that Melo, Amari Stoudemire year, you know, what was left of, you know, Jason Kidd, Chauncey Billups, and Baron Davis. But I guess that was only one year. Baron so, yeah. Davis, let's get it. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't mean to. He was just on the team. That wasn't. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to do that. I, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't, he was just on the team. Got a he baby Wayne a- Diesel thinking he's Baron Davis in his driveway. <laughs> <laughs> he, was on the team. he was on the team. He was, that's all. That's all he's going to hit you with this sick post move. He's probably going to elbow you in the back of the head, but it's okay. Yeah, Baron, shout out to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, that's funny. Man, I didn't. I didn't I, shout I out wish- to Luis Scola. I think that's the only time he'll ever be mentioned in any podcast ever was today. So shout out Luis Scola. Yeah, he Scola was cool, man. He was cool. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I'm I'm team Russ, and I, I I'm just gonna enjoy him while we got him. Is is Washington gonna win a championship? No, I mean that'll be fun to watch, and you know, shout out to him. But uh, I mean, I yeah. thought they lost anyway. I always thought that, but uh, yeah, yeah, have fun, have fun watching us in this one one playing game. Steven, how how did you enjoy this kind of babysitting everyone as they went on Westbrook tangents? I'm I'm. I mean, it was it was something like I'm surprised we all thought as strongly as we did. I I was under the mindset that after like his first triple double year, we were like, oh, yeah, like Russ does that. And now it's just like, oh, he's like still doing that. There's no other way that he wants to play and never going to win anything. So, I mean, I learned a lot. That was cool. Yeah, it was definitely fun. There we go. I trust, baby. And Russ, I trust. Hey, Wayne, I got something for you real quick. What's up? In your uh, big baller brand. <laughs> big baller brand shirt. Go ahead, boy. Big <laughs> baller brand. Go ahead, dog. You got you. I see. You all right with me. You, you are holding up one more time for the boys in the back. Let me go get that back up. <laughs> big baller brand. Go I need one yes, indeed. Yes, yes. <laughs> I needed that. I needed that. Yes. Shout out to Lamelo and Lonzo. All right, Leandro is like still alive. He can still get some like love. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like all three of them, man. I, I I'm pulling for them. I want one of them in New York. I mean, I, the next, room next I- time we get on one of these, we need a Lamelo praise podcast. So the hey, opposite of this, where we just I, hate I, I on, on Russ, we praise Lamelo because I am totally on board. You can sign me up for the praising Lamelo, but not the hate Russ. But I'm all for that. <laughs> you you just yeah. you just were on it, man. <laughs> Let me know about that big baller. I'll I'll be here. I, I'll be here for that. Let me know. I think you called him the next Magic Johnson, right? Yep, absolutely. The next Magic Johnson. There we go. Yeah, so uh, that was definitely something. Uh, we got a lot more coming this month. I don't know how many we did. I've, I feel like we've been in here for four years. So I don't remember how many we've recorded already this month. Uh, Deontay, Wayne, and I will be back in a mere few hours. Uh, we got some other good stuff oh. the rest of the week. Yeah, we, we talked about Russ for an hour. There's like 29 other teams that we barely talked about. You know what? That's fair. I thought this was – okay, cool. I'll be here. Cool. All right. I'll be here. So, yeah, just, we got I, that. Uh, 
interview with Dean Thomas is up on YouTube. Interview with Eric Hubs is on YouTube. TheSportsWave.com slash apply. If you want in on this madness, I don't see why you wouldn't. Um, yeah, we got a lot of episodes coming the rest of the week. At Wavelengths Pod on Instagram. At the Sports Wave on Instagram. Anything you want to add, X, Armand, Wayne, Deontay? I'm, anything that's at all. all. I'm good. In Rust, I don't trust. There we go. That's it. Love. Yeah, so thanks again, everybody. Uh, learned a lot. That was definitely something. Stay safe. Uh, oh, one, question, one question. One question. That, and, and Rust, I trust real quick. Just talking about that. And and, I, and this and maybe and I don't switch back. I just want to ask a question. So yep. when the were struggling, when they were struggling and all mm-hmm. that, and Bradley Bill was putting up these ungodly numbers, mm-hmm. everybody was talking about free Bradley Bill, Bradley Bill, Bradley Bill, get Bradley Bill out of Washington, all this good stuff. And then everybody felt bad for him. But when Russ does these triple doubles and they're winning now, everybody wants to beat up on Russ. How does how does explain Wait, that? Here's the here's the thing. I don't feel bad for anyone that signs a contract and says I want to be here and then. Their team's bad. I, I don't feel bad whatsoever. I just don't. I have no sympathy. Okay. And it seems not that bad at all. They That shouldn't have been a thing. That's just casual NBA fans that think Bradley Beal's like being hijacked from his talents. He needs to go to Miami, build a super team with Victor Oladipo and Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. Save Bradley Beal's career. It's just a bunch of shit. So, yeah, that's it. That's all. I, I was just curious. That's all I had. I was just wondering about that. Steven, you did a great job hosting this. You shouted out everything. Make sure everyone – everyone's got to ride the wave, right, Steven? Everyone's got to. Yeah, I mean, like – I mean, if you want to ride with this, you're definitely going to need, like, a life preserver or two. Definitely, like, a, a pool noodle. This was something. There was times I I was going under, but, like, something – I guess Russ kept me up. Because, like, he's got to do something. Russ he can't just keep, stay still. He's going to keep you up.